Bonjour, mesdames et messieurs. In this video, I want to show you five composition tricks that totally saved my life over the last 17 years. You know, I struggled so much with composition for many, many, many years and eventually came up with this five composition trick that I want to share with you. So let's get started. But before we do, I am so happy to announce that my latest course and new course, I've done a course in about 18 months called How to Achieve Natural Lama Cityscape Masterclass just came out. It is four different projects. I show you the gear that I use, the behind the scene, I give you the raw files, I walk you through everything. You know, when I started photography 17 years ago, I struggled a lot to get good photos at night. Most of my photos were blurry or very bad uh, or taken at the wrong time. Then, you know, I was coached by a photographer who told me to shoot at the right time. And then I went into a new disease. I started over retouching my photo big time for many, many years until 2010 when I saw the, for the first time the Peter Lake Gallery. I don't know if you've ever been to a Peter Lake Gallery, but the rent must be like $40,000 a month. Crazy. Officially, the guy has sold over half a billion dollars in photography. And I was like, wow, uh, you know, I know there is controversy, but this guy did achieve something. And I, lo I love his work. And he really achieved something called natural drama. So I spent years learning this. So what is natural drama? It's a photo that is dramatic. Uh, but it's still natural that could look that something really happened, that this was a real uh, event that could have happened, that sky was like this, that, you know, not something from Mars or something like this. So it's a very specific workflow. When I figured the natural drama, this is when I started making a living as a final photographer. So don't underestimate uh, this technique. Check out the link down below. All right, let's get started. Five tips to improve your composition. Let's jump right into it. Before we do that, My definition of composition, because I looked at a lot of definition, and there's one that I found that I really like, which is this one. The arrangement of elements within a work of art to convey a message. So you're an artist, you're trying to communicate a message, okay? But there are many rules that can help you convey a message, but let's go over just a few, which I think are very important and the most common one. The first one is the rule of third. It's very simple, straightforward. You Imagine two lines from left to right, two lines up and down. It's going to give you four different points. Uh, some people call that the golden points, the important points, whatever. Four different points. And I use it for different reasons. Uh, you can put it on your camera. It's easy to put on the, 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 the grid. Most cameras have that. Even the phone has that. Or you can imagine it in your head. But the idea, for example, on this photo is that you had like one third of water and two third of sky. Often people ask me like, When, uh, when there is water and the CD, how much water, how much sky, I say, well, what is the nicest? In this case, I thought the clouds were nicer, so I put two-thirds of clouds and one-third of water. Uh, another example, this is Tunnel View in Yosemite. Um, most of the mountain is two-thirds and just one-third of sky. Uh, the waterfall is on one of the golden points, and um, it's just... It just makes a more dynamic thing. I actually discovered the world third when I started photography. I remember uh, I was watching a lot of Hollywood movies and there was one that really struck me, which was Forrest Gump, where Tom Hanks is often on the right side or on the left side of the picture. And there's a lot of space. And I thought that was like really interesting. I was like, yeah, it makes the photo more dynamic. So this is another one from Oregon where you see you have like, this is the opposite. Now you got two thirds of land because I thought the land and that little sort of waterfall was nicer than the sky. Let me show you an example in Lightroom. So this is the Musée d'Orsay. I wanted to take a really good photo of this museum. It's a, it's an old train station that uh, became a, a museum and it has a lot of impressionist photo. It's really amazing. And I'm just going to use one of my presets to retouch it because I'm lazy and my presets are really awesome. You can get them on my website if you want. 
Um, but uh, voila, just a quick retouch. And the problem is that, you know, I'm very centered. I got as much water than uh, as much sky. So, you know, I tried to go here on the left. This one's already retouched with some of my preset. I didn't like it because like this whole part for me was confusing. And so what I did is uh, I ended up doing this where I, I got the Louvre on the right side, the Musetor sitting on the left side, and like the rule of third, you have like one third from the bridge, from, from the Musetor sit down the water, and two thirds of sky. This guy was amazing that night. I wanted to post this on Instagram. The problem is that if you post this on Instagram, because Instagram loves portrait photo, I did a little research and found out that all my photos, which were in portrait, had twice or at least 40% more interaction like likes and comments than if it was in landscape. So what I do now is I go here, I go four by five, which is Instagram and I press X and I always have the rule of third and I, I'm going to move this around and I'm like, okay, I want to get uh, yeah, one third, maybe uh, yeah, one third here, uh, have the Musée d'Orsay here, like next to this point. And voila, that's what I posted on Instagram. Now the next one is vital, leading lines. And this is a great example of leading lines. You see often when we take photos, everything is kind of squash because you know, it's a two dimension item. Um, with leading lines, you can add dimension to your photos. You know, this is a lavender field in the south of France. You get a chance to go, it's amazing. It's gonna blow your mind. Uh, this is another one. This is the Imperial Dunes in California. Nice leading lines. And I'll show you the behind the scene on this one. Oh, this one, I remember, this is Diamond Beach in Iceland. And I was on a tripod and my tripod get, getting pushed by the water and I was so wet. And I was just trying to get these lines from the lone exposure and took a lot of shots until I got all these lines, you know, to get the perfect speed of the wave. But I love this photo. Uh, let me show you a couple of examples in Nitrum. Check this out. This is the lavender field uh, on a beautiful sunrise. And I on purpose shot it at the wrong side to show you. And then I just move 45 degrees or 90 degrees and boom, this one was more interesting and boom, this is another one that I found. You see leading lines is much more interesting, gives more depth than no leading lines like this. Okay, uh, the other example of the Imperial Dunes. So this is the Imperial Dunes in California. I got there for golden hour. I was waiting for the sunset. I was like, I need the leading line. And so I tried to do something with my buddy Duncan. It didn't really work because everything was really squashed. So the sunset finally came and I was like, I ran and ran and I found that leading line. And I was like, it's good, but it's from left to right. I need to get it in center of my camera. So I move, move, move. And I finally got that shot. Now this one, mesdames et messieurs, this one is the most important one of all. Uh, not the most important one, but let's say the hardest one. Foreground, middle ground, background. So you go, imagine you want to tell a story and what do you put as a foreground? What do you put as a middle ground? What do you put as a background? Anybody going to the Mont Saint-Michel can take thousands of photos of the Mont Saint-Michel, but I wanted something very strong. And I was with my buddy, Scott Kelby, which you can see here. I don't know if you can see here in small, but that is Scott Kelby, uh, an American, American writer, uh, made over like 60 books on photography, was one of, he's my mentor still today. And uh, I, I wanted Scott to be the foreground element to also give like a sense of how big the place is. And then you have the Mont Saint-Michel. Uh, you know, you can walk around anywhere on earth and find like a nice church or a nice monument, a nice sky, but what you're gonna put as a foreground element is vital. And for example, this is um, uh, 
a church uh, monastery actually in south of france and this is i use this as a leading line as a foreground same thing that's iceland again uh, first i have the water then i move back so i could get the rocks as a foreground middle ground and background this is zion national parks so i wanted to have these trees as a foreground middle ground and background let me show you a cool example actually taken from my latest course on natural drama I've always wanted to take a, an original photo of the Eiffel Tower that's kind of a bit different. And I saw a lot of people taking that street on Instagram and especially that coffee shop as the foreground element for Notre Dame, you know, with the leading line of the street leading to Notre Dame. So I went there. Of course, it was pouring rain. My wife was helping with an umbrella. And I was like, I'm never going to make a good shot here. Look at this. It's like trucks and there's cars and so much people passing by. So I said, maybe if I do it like in portrait mode, I'm going to get less cars it was like it was really bad light i was like nah, i gotta come back i gotta come back so i moved into the street and i found this pub here uh called the uh, o'brien pub an irish pub and i was like that could be kind of cool if i come at the right light because this is like i love i love the structure of the of the pub but what was better is that they had this terrace here and this terrace prevented cars to park in front of it i was like maybe that could work so what i did is th that same night i came back when the light was right and I kind of like this photo, but I hated these cars. These cars was rooting. You know, it's what I said. When you compose, you have to ask yourself, okay, what can I take out that's not helping me to communicate the message I'm trying to do? Okay, so for me, I'm trying to communicate the beauty of the streets of Paris and the Eiffel Tower. And these cars are not helping. So what I did is I moved further down and I moved in the middle of the street until I had the O'Brien, no cars in front. I just had the trash can, but okay, I, I said I'm going to erase this in Photoshop. And boom, that's the final shot I got. This is one of the photos where I show you everything, how you erase the trash can and everything and make it really clean. But this is what I wanted, a beautiful Parisian street, a leading line and the Eiffel Tower. That is what I wanted to communicate. Here is another extreme example. This is the view of Notre Dame from Notre Dame before it burned. And uh, now it's getting restored. And I love this view of Paris, but I'm like, it's missing something. So I said, I need a foreground element. So I moved two meters on my left or six feet and boom, uh, the gargoyle was there and I got this shot and I really love it. I printed this shot for my home. You know, I spend 90% of my time looking for foreground elements because you go to Paris, you know, you have beautiful monuments, you can have beautiful sky, but what you're going to put in front is what's going to make the difference between a great photo and an amateur photo. Let me give you another example, uh, a few more actually. This is Gord, uh, south of France, beautiful village. I didn't like so much the flowers, the foreground element, so I just moved back a bit, and now I had the tree and these other trees as a foreground. I thought it was more interesting. And then I asked a friend to stand in, and I thought that was even more interesting. You know, foreground, middle ground, background. Uh, this is a photo I shot of the Louvre. I, I, I waited for the Louvre to be closed. It was a beautiful night, and I, I absolutely wanted to get these lamps to be my foreground elements the leading lines to the pyramids and then this is another example you know if you go on the alexander third bridge by a night like this you will see literally everybody stopping taking photos of the eiffel tower but i stop and i want to get these two statues as a foreign element to the eiffel tower uh, this is this one is in uh, um, joshua national park and I was just taking photos of the Milky Way and I liked it. I was like, it's missing something. And there was some kids playing around with a laser saber. And I asked if I could borrow it. And I asked a friend to stand in there. And I love that photo. It actually made the cover of Lightroom magazine. I think the photo without Luke Skywalker is not the same. One last example. I was hired by National Geographic 
to take a photo of, of the Eiffel Tower by night. And I was like, I kind of like this photo because there's a mood, but it's missing something. So then I, I, I looked, I looked, I looked, I looked for like one hour and I found this. I was like, this is a cool foreground element leading to the Eiffel Tower. Okay, so this one is totally optional, but I love it so much I wanted to share with you. It's called the frame in the frame. When you can find in nature or in the city some natural element or existing element to frame your photo, it's kind of cool. So this is, let me show you a couple of examples. So I'm here shooting Notre Dame and it's a classic shot by day. And then I move back a few feet and boom, I got that shot. And I like it a lot more because you got the tunnel. I even added as a foreign element, a buddy of mine. And I just feel the photo is much stronger than this one. Frame in the frame. This is another example of frame in the frame. I always try to look for natural elements that can frame something. It doesn't have to be a tunnel or a bridge. It can be like two lamps like this one or, you know, a bridge like this, a metal bridge that's gonna frame the filter. I mean, the possibility are endless. Now, the last one is the most important of all. It's tell a strong story. At the end of the day, we're trying to tell a strong story. And often, you know, I, I have a coaching group where every Wednesday students send me their photo and I see a lot of people taking photos of stories which are not really interesting, meaning the subject is not very interesting. This is a lonely tree in the lavender field. I thought it was an interesting story. This is like, for example, on this one, there was like 50 people, you know, on each side. And I zoom in on these two rocks because they were the most interesting one with the sun, how they were reflecting the light. And that's a story I wanted to tell. Diamond Beach in Iceland, not 50 people in Diamond Beach. So composition, the arrangement of the elements to convey a message. So it's always look at it from the viewpoint of like, okay, what do I need to take out to communicate what I want to communicate? What do I need to put in to communicate what I want to put in? And that's how I got this shot. This one is obviously very clear. It's got a strong story. This one has got a really cool story. It's the Hollywood sign. You see, this was my third or fourth time to shoot this. And um, every time I was not happy with my photo because I always had the fence in front of the Hollywood sign. And finally, I got the idea to attach my camera to the fence. So I only had the Hollywood sign and the CD and I did not have all these other things. You know, again, what can you take out that does not help your message? Lavender Fields, you know, uh, that's a very clear cut message. Uh, the roof of Paris, very clean message. This is the lady in the wind. It's a rock that if you look at it, it looks like a lady and her, her hair is in the wind. It's Page, Arizona, the Antelope Canyon. That's how the Indians call it. It's a very simple photo. It just communicates one specific element. Tunnel view, Yosemite, very clean. Uh, my daughter, she dressed up like as a vintage photographer with my four x five camera that I bought in Japan. And we went to the desert and I got that shot. It's a strong story. Me playing Indiana Jones, you know, with a 3D background, it's a strong story. All right, guys, I hope you like this. I hope you're gonna try applying this five composition to your photography. And uh, you can always send me uh, on Instagram, at PhotoSearch, your examples. Um, check out my new course. It's gonna blow you mind. The best one I've done in two years. Uh, with the latest version of Lightroom and Photoshop, I cover also most of the new tools. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it took me years to find this natural drama formula. Now it's for you. Have fun and I'll see you in another video.